I'm going to start off today's episode with a little bit of a trigger warning, as there will be mentions of abuse and assault. If you are sensitive to stuff like that or don't wish to hear about stuff like that, I advise you now not to keep listening. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the episode. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Hanging On By A Thread with me, your mentally ill host, Mia. So as you probably heard in the beginning of this episode with the warning of mentions of abuse and assault, um, I'm again going to make that very clear right now that it won't be graphic, but of course there will be mentions of it. So again, if you are sensitive to that kind of stuff, I suggest you stop listening now. So today's episode and topic is mainly about toxic relationships. I've been through enough to where I've learned a lot of things from it, and the reason why I also wanted to talk about it is because I'll definitely be mentioning um, my experiences with these types types of relationships um, throughout the podcast. Um, so I kind of wanted to give an indication of like this is my experience with these types of things. Um, These are the types of people that I dated and what happened in those relationships and kind of how they changed my view on, you know, boundaries and changed my view on um, remembering my self-worth and, you know, having to look back on those and be like, I deserve so much better than what I was getting Um, and being able to bring that into my, my life now and, change well not change who I am but be who I am um, and not feel like I have to change for other people and for the safety of not only me but the people that I talk about I will not be mentioning them by name I will be mentioning them by number um, and I will continue to do that throughout the rest of the podcast of x number whatever did this or I learned this from x number whatever um So just for my safety and, of course, their privacy, um, I won't be using their names. So all of these relationships were high school relationships. I did not end up getting into my first real relationship until I hit um, my freshman year of high school. Ex number one was definitely not the worst. Like, he was pretty low on the scale, Um, but I did experience a lot of degrading from him um he ended up ghosting me uh wouldn't tell me why uh he did end up you know talking to one of my friends you know behind my back um and he just all around wasn't you know that great of a person um I did end up finding out later that I guess he um, was a sex offender. Um, so that that was enjoyable, <laughs> I guess. Um, but I'm guessing that was part of the reason why he uh, had broken up with me, but not really told me. Um, so that was kind of like my first intro into what a not so great relationship looks like. So my second ex was a big (laughs) change of pace from um, that one, from my first ex. Um, It was my sophomore, the beginning of my sophomore year. Um, And 
we had just met the day before we started dating or the day of that we started dating um and he was friends with uh two of the people that I knew um and met him because we decided oh we're gonna go to the graveyard that's um by my school so we went there met him got his number at the end of it uh he had called me that night and asked me to if I wanted to date him and I you know said yes because I hadn't really been asked out before and I had only had one boyfriend prior to this so I guess I sound really desperate but I you know said yes and we started dating and the the funny thing is I I don't remember how I found this out but apparently the day that him and I had started dating he was also dating someone else at the same time uh and he ended up breaking up with her and then getting with me um don't know why I stayed with him after finding that out uh but I did (laughs) uh but as as the relationship continued he did end up assaulting me um the I think within the first week that we had started dating um and then he was uh very manipulative he was physically abusive like if I didn't do what he wanted he would like hug me and put his hand under my backpack and hit my back really hard if I said something that he didn't like so no one would see it um and he had also one time asked me if I wanted to have sex with him in the bathroom at our school and I said no over text and he asked me again when he met up with me and was like hey did you get my text and I said yes I replied to it and then he opened our messages and deleted the my answer right in front of me (laughs) so that that was quite an interesting thing to see I did end up staying with him for about I want to say two months um mainly because I was afraid (laughs) because he had threatened my life um on more than one occasion if I had told anyone about what he did um my parents actually did find out that I had um had sex with him not that it was assault but that I had sex with him and my dad didn't talk to me for a week um like couldn't even look at me in the same room as me so that was that was a hard thing to go through especially because I was so afraid to tell someone that you know I had gone through this thing and I felt very alone um I did end up saying stuff about it um, after he had broken up with me, um, and you know I reported it, uh, and it it was hard, of course, to to admit that I had gone through that, 
but I, I was glad that I, I actually got it. But after that, I stopped reading for a while until I got into my um, junior year of high school. And in the beginning of my junior year of high school, I had my first online relationship um, with a guy that was in the same state, but he was in a different city. Um, and it was a very fast-paced relationship, like I felt like it was moving very fast. Um, when I was in it, and even looking back on it. And I think that was one of the things that I was, I was happy that I wasn't in anymore, was just because it felt very pushy and it, I felt kind of trapped in it. But, as that relationship went, it was it was pretty good. Um, very majority of it. I mean, there were times where he was like manipulative and like he had like degraded me a couple times, um, and that was kind of kind of hurtful. Um, but one of the things that really pissed me off was the fact that everything was going well and then one day I got this text message from from him but it wasn't him. Uh, apparently he was dating some other girl at the same time or before me or you know, after him and I got together. I have no idea but she messaged me and was like you know, you're an internet slut, you're a whore, like, stop messaging him, he told you to stop messaging him, and, like, all of this other stuff, and she ended up calling me, and, like, um, telling me that I didn't know what it was like to be, to be depressed, or, you know, suicidal, or be assaulted, or any of this other stuff, and as, as she's telling me this stuff, I couldn't say anything, because I was just in so much shock <laughs> to what was going on. And she, you know, was saying all this stuff, and I can hear him laughing in the background, like it's some big joke to him. Um, and he, you know, I don't know what his idea was. I don't know why he chose to do it. I still have no idea why. Uh, he did end up finding me, um, a couple months ago, uh, on Instagram, and we didn't talk, um, or anything like that, but he followed me, and then he unfollowed me, uh, which was weird, and he wasn't even with the girl that he had done whatever, um, to me with, so that, that was kind of entertaining. Um, but other than that, I didn't, I haven't heard from him at all. Uh, my fourth ex is probably one of the, the worst ones. Um, not as bad as the second ex, um, but he's pretty close. So after I had broken up with my third ex, um, I had 
become friends with one of the guys in my really toxic friend group, which I am luckily no longer a part of, um, and I didn't really like him. I never really liked any of my exes, um, which is kind of shitty to say, but I really didn't, um, and I think that and maybe at one point I did, but seeing, but like looking back on it now and like seeing how they treated me, um, I definitely, you know, lost whatever feelings I did have for them pretty quickly. But we ended up, you know, talking like, um, and then we ended up dating and it was a very weird relationship. <laughs> Firstly, he was very pushy. Um, you know, he was sexually abusive. Um, he wasn't physically abusive. He was mentally and emotionally abusive, though. Um, where he would, like, try to manipulate me. Um, there were times where I would be feeling really bad about my body, and he'd be like, you know, I'm fat too, so it doesn't matter, or you know, just, like, we'll stop feeling that way, or just things that didn't help, um, or just saying, you know, then stop eating, or something like that, and he knew that I had a, uh, eating disorder that I had developed, um, pretty early on, uh, in, like, sixth grade, so, that was definitely something that I was like, wow, you know this about me and the fact that you're telling me to do something that I already do, which I'm trying not to do, uh, isn't helping me. (laughs) But I also dealt with like a lot of, um, anxiety and suicidal stuff. And there would be times where I'd be like, trying to talk to him about it and be like, this thing is going on. And he would get frustrated with me and like, be like, you know, what do you want me to do? Listen to your bullshit all the time. Like, um, why don't you just do it then? If you're like, (laughs) if you're like thinking about it all the time or just stuff that really didn't help. Um, and definitely was damaging uh, and made me not want to talk to him about anything uh and with the sexual abuse stuff he used to follow me into the girl's bathroom if we stayed after school together um and made me do things that I didn't want to do um or if we were sitting on the bleachers behind the the um baseball field at our school he would put his hands down my pants and like finger me or whatever and I would tell him no and I would tell him stop and I would like try to push him away and he just wouldn't listen um and that was definitely something that was was scary to me because one he was taller than me two he was stronger than me and I had already gone through situations where I had been put in, or I had already been through a situation with my second ex where I was put in this spot where I felt hopeless and I couldn't do anything and 
I was, you know, very fearful of what was happening and what could happen. I ended up getting to a point where I was getting blackmailed by someone that had pictures of me and it was one of his friends and uh, they had like told him or someone that was friends with the guy that had pictures of me had told my ex that this was going on and that he had pictures of me or whatever. My ex wouldn't listen to my side, decided to, you know, listen to his friends or whatever. And he broke up with me. And then (laughs) I got back together with him when we had a conversation and he was like, look, I want to get back together with you and, you know, whatever. And I, I don't know what I was thinking (laughs) to where I got back with him, but I did. Um, And then... It, nothing changed. As I got back together with him, I we were also getting close to the end of the year, um, and this was before COVID hit, um, and I was getting really stressed out. I was not doing okay mentally, physically. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. I was just at a really bad point, um, and I decided to step away from, you know, our quote-unquote friend group, um, and, you know, distance myself from everyone and be like, hey, I need this time to figure things out. I'm going through stuff right now. You know, give, give me some space and I'll come to you when I'm ready. So I was very vocal with my ex about this, you know, told him that I needed space and he chose not to listen, um, to me and got mad at me and, you know, I messaged him one day and was like, hey, you know, what's, what's up? Like, what's going on? Um, you know, kind of in the, I don't know if I want to be with him anymore type of thing. And he was like, you know, you're being selfish. You're not talking to me. You're not talking to, you know, your friends, your, um, ignoring everyone and I was like I literally told everyone you know that I needed space and everyone else has respected that but apparently you can't um and I ended up being like you know what maybe we should call it off you know maybe we should break up it's it's clearly not working um do you want to do that he was like yes So it was a mutual breakup and I, you know, deleted the text messages. I deleted all the pictures. I got rid of everything because I didn't need it. There there was no point to have it. Um, But I'm guessing that he didn't have the same idea because he decided to go to school the next day and show our entire friend group our breakup text, um, told everyone that I had dumped him and told everyone that I was psychotic and that I was selfish and that I had cheated on him twice, um, which I didn't. (laughs) Still, still funny to me sometimes that he decided to play the victim um, because he couldn't own up to any of the stuff that he did. Um, And then I did, I did end up um, seeing him at prom and he like was very awkward around me didn't 
want to talk to me, could barely look at me. And that was kind of empowering to be like, you know what you did. Um, and you're, you're seeing, you know, that you missed out on, you know, on being with me and all this other stuff because I was talking about um, being with my most recent ex um, who was wonderful and he was great. And, um, you know, I really wish that him and I could have stayed together, but uh, things just didn't work out. He was going through some stuff um, and thought it was best if we just parted ways. And as much as that sucks, I respect his choice. Um, you know, I, I'll always, you know, have love for him and care for him and like all that stuff, but it, it just didn't work out. But moving on to my fifth ex, um, that was right after, I think the day after I broke up with my fourth ex, um, and he wasn't terrible um it was a very short relationship I ended up breaking it off um because he he had said that he was that he needed time for something and then wouldn't tell me what he needed time for and I ended up being like I'm not gonna wait around for you to tell me what's going on i just going to end it, so I did, and he was like, oh, okay, <laughs> like, didn't really care, um, but throughout the relationship with him, with him, it was, you know, pretty, yeah, I, I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't say terrible, but, you know, he couldn't be honest with me unless he was high, and he thought about ghosting me within the first week of us being together, and, you know, he wasn't really open with me about anything. And it was just a very weird and not very... There wasn't a lot of effort that went into, that went into that relationship. Um, so he's... Like, I don't think that he's, like, a terrible person. Like, he's not one of my ex... Like, the only two exes that I really, like, genuinely hate <laughs> um, are my second and my fourth ex. Um, but with my fifth ex, it was like, okay, we're, we're over. It's, it's whatever. But through, through all of those fun relationships and all the things I went through them, I think the biggest thing that I learned from all of them was knowing when or knowing how to spot red flags and knowing you know that it's okay for me to set boundaries and it's okay for me to express my feelings because in in most of those relationships my feelings weren't valid my thoughts weren't valid I you know my opinions didn't matter so I've had to learn that it's okay for me to set boundaries. It's okay for me to speak up. It's, you know, I don't have to do things that I don't feel comfortable doing. I can say no 
And if the other person doesn't like the fact that I said no, or doesn't like the fact that I'm putting this boundary, that should be a clear sign to me that this is not a safe relationship for me to be in. I've had to learn through the recent relationship that I was in that that's what a relationship is supposed to look like. Um, So my most recent ex or my ex-fiance, because we were engaged, I definitely thank him for helping me understand what it's like for someone to love you and for someone to care about you and care about your feelings and all that stuff. It was definitely a rough transition and it still is, um, especially with the new relationship that I'm in now. Um, he's also wonderful, um, but it's it's very hard and I don't think that many people understand that, that going from a place where you were not valued um, and where you were seen as less than or not good enough or a failure or a disappointment, getting that praise of, you know, you are enough, you are doing good enough, like you you're fine, like, you can express your feelings, and you don't have to feel bad about them, you don't have to say sorry for being upset, you don't have to say sorry for expressing how you feel, it's, it's definitely a tough transition, and if you are someone that is going through that tough transition, understand that you don't have to that you shouldn't have to feel like you have to quickly figure it out like it's gonna take time it's definitely taking time for me and I've been out of you know those bad relationships for almost three years so it's gonna take time and even if you are in in a situation where you are in a relationship that you don't think that you are valued in, I'm telling you right now that you deserve so much more than that. Even if they're not hitting you or making you do things that you don't want to do, if they're, like, holding you back from doing what you want to do, like, not, you know, letting you pursue your passions, if they are not giving you encouragement if, you know, you don't feel like they value you as much as you should be valued, maybe that's not the person you should be with. And that's definitely something that can be tough, especially if you do love the person and all that stuff. But putting yourself first and your happiness first and your self-worth first is hard at some times but if you really put that stuff first it's going to change a whole lot it's going to make your life so much better and it's something that I've definitely had to learn is that if I put myself first I am not a bad person I am not selfish I'm looking out for the person that I have to see every day in the mirror the person that I have to live with (laughs) you know, every day of my life. So making sure that that person that I am is okay and can function and isn't 
you know, anxious all the time, doesn't feel like they're not doing good enough, doesn't feel like a failure, or feels like a failure, you know, I want to make sure that that person is okay before I check in on anyone else, before I, you know, decide to be in a relationship. So trust me when I say putting yourself first and getting out of relationships that don't give you any benefit. Like if you are not happy, if you are not supported, if you are not, you know, in a place where you want to be for the rest of your life, because thinking long term, it's always what I did and what I do. If I don't want to be in this situation for the rest of my life, now's the time for me to get out of it. So to conclude this episode, a very long and very rambly episode, I might add, just remember that it's okay to put yourself first and it's okay to have boundaries. You know, knowing your self-worth and knowing what you deserve is going to make your life so much better in the long run. And as always, hang in there, even if it's just by a thread. (laughs) 